stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please 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 stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. Welcome to Rick Bonfin Ministries Morning Bible Study. We're streaming live here and it's good to be with you on another Monday morning. I hope you're doing well and looking forward to all that the Lord has in store for you this week. We have in store for us a treat this week because our dear friend Randall Cup is here with us in the office visiting this week and he's going to deliver the word in just a little bit. Uh, but before that, we're going to sing a couple songs to start our week worshiping the Lord. So would you sing with us? We're going to start with a, uh, an abbreviated version of King of My Heart. Then we'll sing a hymn and, and then we'll invite our brother Randall to come deliver the word. All right. So let's sing. Let the King of My Heart be the mountain where I run. Let the King of My Heart be the mountain where I run. The fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide. The ransom from my life, oh, he is my song. You are good, good, oh, you are good, good. 
never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let me down. Never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You are good, good. Oh, you are good, good. Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand, I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm worn, through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light, take Precious Lord, lead me home. When my way grows dear, precious Lord, linger near. When my light is almost gone, hear my cry. Lord, lead me home. When the darkness appears, if the night draws near, and the day is past and gone, at the river I stand, guide my feet. Good morning. I guess we, we can't handle the, the vocal and, and the bifocal because the bifocal tells the vocal that the bifocal is not there. And so now and then... You sort of uh, have this thing of just keep on going and the Lord help us. Amen. And so I want to welcome you uh, this morning, those of you who are tuning to be with RBM. Uh, for many, many years we have been uh, just blessed by Randall Cup, And uh, he's been a blessing to us. He's been a, a joy and an unbelievable uh, friend and uh Throughout the, the, the ministry and the seminary years, Randall uh, has uh, got himself educated in a, with a master's degree in theology, and, uh, and he's done a wonderful job finishing school and preparing, 
And as a young man that's full of vitality and, and, and blessings, and it's so wonderful to see him back here in Athens one more time. And uh, so would you welcome Randall Cup this morning? felt led this morning to go to a familiar story, a founding part of our faith when Abraham was called by God to leave everything familiar, to leave everything comfortable, and to leave it all he knew behind. Genesis 12:1 through 4, the Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth shall be blessed through you. I'll never forget the first time I went to Israel, this exotic, harsh desert land. And I just couldn't believe how people could live in such an area. An area filled with adversity and heat and death and starvation. It, it's a difficult area to stake out a life. I remember the first time I saw the, the city of Jericho. And the first thing I thought when I walked across this desert plain is, why would anybody want to live here? Why? I could feel the heat just crushing the very essence of my being. I just thought, why? Why would you want to be here? And I started looking around the surrounding area, looking for a reason for why people would want to live here. And then I saw it. I saw this random grove of palm trees. And it turned out there was this cold, freshwater spring there. I said, that's what it is. They're staying close to water. See, in this, in this place, this, the Middle East, if you find water, if you find a good road, if you find shelter, you hang on to it because your very life depends on it. Abraham, no doubt, had this where he grew up. But what does God tell him to do? Leave it behind. Let it go. And go to a land that I will show you. He didn't even know where he was going. But out of sheer obedience, out of sheer faith, out of sheer love for God, Abraham gets up, leaves behind the big three and leaves. I call it the big three. His country. His people. His father's household. Because of all the adversity I just mentioned, the scarcity of resources, the marauding bands of warriors, the lack of water, if you had a nice place to live, you held on to it. But for Abraham, it was time to let it go. To step out in faith. What is faith? See, we use that word faith over and over again. We kind of use it a little too much. Have faith, 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 faith. Even the secular atheists use faith once in a while. What is faith? I think Hebrews 12 has a really good definition. Hebrews 12.1. Now there we are. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Ah yes, see. Later goes on, Hebrews 11.8, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know 
where he was going. Couldn't see it. I can't imagine how he felt gazing across the mountain vistas, gazing across the vast desert, seeing various Canaanite warrior tribes looking to rob him. I can't imagine what it must have been like for him to walk out in faith. What makes it easier? What makes having faith easier? It's recognizing that we are part of something much greater than ourselves. It's taking, it's, it's taking away our right to see everything. In fact, that's the original problem in Genesis. Adam and Eve, they were tempted to be like God, to know good and evil for themselves. See, Genesis shows the birth of humanism. It's all about us. It's all about how we think. It's all about our efforts. It's all about our strength, our ability to see. It says Eve, her eyes were open. Here's the problem. Humanity was not made to live that way. Humanity was not made to be moral arbitrators. Humanity was not made to be the source of ethics. God was. We are made to be in perfect, unhindered relationship. And it was all gone when we tried to be like God. So we go down the story to Abraham. All nations shall be blessed through you. Because it was through the Jews that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, would come. See, Abraham, without knowing it, but trusting in God about it, is becoming part of God's grand redemptive streak for humanity. God's reaching out directly to humanity again, and Abraham's leaving behind what's comfortable. He's leaving behind the resources. He's leaving behind the family and trusting in God and God alone to be part of God's redemptive plan by keeping his eyes on God and God alone. I can remember when I was younger, my father took me to Maine when I was a kid in July. And even though it was July, the ocean in Maine was very, very cold, freezing. And I was about, I don't know, this tall, not very tall. And when you're this tall, the waves look huge. They look tremendous. They look chaotic. And honestly, being very, very young, I didn't want to go out into the ocean. My father didn't want me to miss out, so my father carefully lifted me up, put me on his shoulder, and all I could see was the horrible waves. All I could see was the ocean chaos and the infinite depth of the ocean. And I didn't want to go out there. I can remember to this day, I said, Dad, I I don't like this. And my father says, I know, son, I know. But you're just going to have to learn to trust me. Is that how you feel today? Maybe in an ocean of chaos? What you see doesn't reassure you? What you're seeing on Fox News and CNN makes you anxious? What you see makes you doubt what's in here? What you're seeing makes you doubt what's in here? We walk by faith and not by sight, as the Apostle Paul says. We are walking by faith and not by sight. Ladies and gentlemen, for some of you today, including myself, Part of taking up our crosses, denying ourselves, and following Jesus Christ daily is surrendering our right to see and see everything. And right now, our right to see everything goes completely against our humanistic, secular culture. After all, we are the culture of smartphones. That's that's right. (laughs) Yes, I planned that, by the way. It's everywhere in our culture. We have the right to see everything. We have shipping tracking numbers. We have 
CNBC showing us our stock prices day in and day out. Status updates, virtual office assisting, office managing software, instant accounting, bank apps. It's everywhere. And we are lulled into a sense of complacency like we're gods and we're in control and we know what we're doing because we can see everything. Or so we think. And then COVID comes. And what we see is that we weren't really in control as much as we thought we were. We're starting to be shaken. We're starting to maybe reevaluate how strong our faith is, where we're putting our faith. Have we made it an idol to see and know everything? I think we all have at one time or another. We also realize that we too, if we're born again in Jesus Christ, we too are called like Abraham to go out, to leave the old behind, to leave behind the old idols, to leave behind the worship of stuff and comforts and the old legacy of our past lives. We are all called to go out into the unknown. But hear me, ladies and gentlemen, if you're born again in Jesus Christ, we do not walk this journey of faith alone. I love this verse. It's 2 Corinthians. Let's find it right here. Paul talks about the Holy Spirit and its role in our lives. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. 2 Corinthians 5, 5. A deposit. He's got you. Eternity is already work within you. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't care who wins in November. Nobody or nothing, no stupid government laws, no stupid technologies is ever taking away that deposit. He has claimed you if you're born again in Jesus Christ. I don't care if you're blind as a bat. You have a home in heaven. How do we do this? We do it one day at a time. Sometimes the desire for us to see everything, to see the plan, it it forces us to look ahead, far too ahead. We're we're forgetting about what we're supposed to be doing today because we're looking five years down the road. We're ignoring the cashier whose heart's broken because we're afraid of our stock options three years down the road. Ladies and gentlemen, stocks will fail away, governments will topple and fall, empires will crumble into the dust, but the Word of God stands forever. Take it one day at a time. It might not be going and leaving your home. It might not be leaving your home. This step of faith, going without seeing. It might not be selling all your possessions. That's between you and God. But I will tell you this. The walk of faith, surrendering your right to see everything, will be a faith test. It will be uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Believe me. It might, <laughs> it might be going across your office and praying for that person who you can't stand, who stabs you in the back daily, who spreads rumors about you. It might be you walk up to that person and say, hey, can I pray for you in some way? It might be taking that nervous first step across the coffee shop to talk to somebody whose heart is completely broken. It might be you decline the job promotion because you know that's not the path that God wants you to go. It might be you find a new line of work even though your bank account doesn't match up with what God's telling you right here. It might be you leave everything behind. Folks, I don't know, but it will be uncomfortable. But hear me. Please hear me. We do not walk this walk of faith alone. We walk it together with the church and we walk it with the deposit of the Holy Spirit that's right within you. So ladies and gentlemen, 
harsher storms are coming that will make COVID look like a petting zoo. Keep your feet planted on the rock that is Christ because everything else, I don't care about the corporations, I don't care about the governments, I don't care who wins in November, I don't care about the stock options. Everything else eventually will crumble and fall and let you down. But we can choose every day to take up our crosses, deny ourselves, deny our right to see and follow Him. Because we will be wafted up into something far greater and far bigger than we can ever possibly imagine. It's not our role in God's redemption is not just some abstract thing for Abraham or King David or Daniel somewhere far back there in some faraway land. Oh no, you have the deposit of the Holy Spirit within you. You are just as much involved in God's redemption as they were. So keep walking that every single day by faith. And if that means you turn off Fox News and CNN and the media for an hour and pray, so be it. Because I think we all have to do that today in this day and age. Amen. But keep walking and know you do not walk alone. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Wonderful word this morning. And, uh, and so in the view of that, I have to sing my little song, okay? Hallelujah. Anyhow. Never, never let your trouble catch you down. When temptation comes your way, lift your head up high and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. One more time. Hallelujah, anyhow. Never, never let your trouble catch you down. When temptation comes your way, lift your head up high and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. The Lord be with you. By the way, stay with us until 12 o'clock. Keep this channel open on LatterRain.com. Hoje a minha alma Põe em mim o aroma de Jesus Lírio dos vales Cresce em beleza, força e luz de Sharon queima a impureza do meu ser 